Hey, I'm Pat B. And I'm Adam Willis. I'm Eric Davis. Just Johnny. And this is the Geek Down on WEMF Radio. Leaping forward bionically. Oh, there it is. Ah, I'm feeling a nice You know why? Because I ate a full meal. That's right. Good breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And you know what? Excuse me. Get it out of my system. And you Ladies drew the name out this, this week. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm just, I haven't I heard know. that in a while, my friend. Like, you drew. I thought I'd give a little flavor, that's all. Yeah, no. yeah. I had a lot of flavor. Oh, pre- I'm glad you appreciate that, man. That was for you. That was for you, baby. Was it? Yeah. Felt good. Gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Geek <laughs> Down here on WEMF. I am Pat B. On the side of me is my main man, my homeboy Supreme, my main doodle stain. You heard him a minute ago, and he will not be held back. Do you hear? He drank your milkshake. <laughs> His name is Black Adam Willis. Yes, sir. How are we doing, Patrice? Man, I'm cool, man. I'm doing okay. Yeah. You're I'm looking not... well, my friend. Oh, thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. It's all in the necktie. It's yeah, all in the exactly. necktie. That's all it is. All right, also now. a great blue for you. Oh, yeah. thank you. And I'm an expert in blues. Uh, uh, of course. If anyone's <laughs> watching us on twitch.tv slash thegeekdown, you can see this snazzy gentleman's very sharp-looking blue coat going on. Mm. Not bad. Not bad. I'm talking, of course, well. about... The only man to outbox the, the champs of 17 states, Eric Davis. Yeah, I kind of feel bad for them <laughs> and their moms. <laughs> they had it coming. you know. I mean, absolutely. But I still kind of feel bad for them because it was just, it was sad. It was sad. <laughs> no, I think you're laughing at me like you're not saying I'm not, I'm not laughing. I'm, 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 right, I'm, right there, I'm right there with you. You know what I'm imagining too? I want to I want I want I want to animate this too. We know plenty of animated friends. I want to get one of them involved on this on this project. You know that you know that site that that site that fight it was circulating about um a month ago, a month maybe uh, two months ago, where uh the boxing match started. These two, this one dude came in. He's like dancing around. He's like you know ah my stuff yeah you know no one can see me Ugh, like check my footwork exactly. And then the other dude walks in. He's this big dude walks into the ring. You know uh, comes in the ropes, stands toe to toe with them. Other cats like no. <laughs> walks back out the ropes and walks his ass out of the ring, out of the auditorium. People it's like Debo to the dead. Yeah, Some people you want just... some of this punk. <laughs> He's like, no. <laughs> and then it walks the other way. That's some people exactly just know when a concussion is coming there. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, glad to have you here. Uh, keep it friendly. All right. Always. Well, we know right. no, the no concussion no is coming. Tom's Absolutely. still in recovery. Mm. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> I was one. I was a champ of one of those seventeen states once. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yep. Now he's now his only state is traction. Aww. And you gave up Debo's bike. We know. He <laughs> gave yeah. up Debo's bike. The beach cruiser. <laughs> All right, and of course the man on the side. He's silent, waiting with a zen-like patience for his introduction. I'm talking, of course, about a man with the with the most frightening diet I've ever come across. Mm. Just Johnny. I have sardine breath. No. Seriously, I'm sitting next to him too, yo. This is no joke. I just need fatty fish, high protein, and avocado. Yo, it's not even that. What'd you say before the show? You said you said you eat lasagna with no pasta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no pasta. It's uh, eggplant lasagna. So eggplant is very low on carb because it's uh, lots of water and whatever carb is in it is fiber. So, what are you on? Are you on keto or carnivore? Uh, so carnivore, if you do it right, it, it can be a subset of keto. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I eat as fatty of uh, animal right. products as possible. So right. uh, instead of going like whole milk, I take it a step further. I go with either light cream or heavy cream, right. uh, lots of cheeses. Yeah. Uh, although don't go instead, too crazy instead of, cheese. Instead of eating jello, yeah. he just like chews on bones. Right. Exactly uh, what yeah. it is. And very, I mean, have you very... ever had bone marrow? That shit is delicious. Oh, it is. We're not talking about marrow, okay? This man right here <laughs> chewing on the calcium just like, you know, all day. He picks <laughs> his teeth with him and he eats teeth. It really is the meat and the fat, you know. Yeah, it, lots of, lots of fat in the conversation yeah. and his entire diet. Exactly. Yeah. It was a Halloween party. I uh, cooked an entire pork shoulder for everyone there, and they, uh, all of them absolutely loved it. And all, all it was was just pork, salt, and butter. And it That's... was great. All right, we already That's on Paula Dean here in the, in the house. Why do I feel like one day we're going to start the, the racist comments? Hopefully, yeah. yeah we, <laughs> we gonna, we're going to start an episode of the Geek Down and be like, hey, Johnny, what did you do this weekend? He's going to be like, I ate a bicycle. Mm. <laughs> There's like, totally a dude that ate an airplane. Like, that's our real story. It was one of those little balsa wood ones? Because I've done that. We've all done that. <laughs> Look. It was like an actual. It was like a prop plane. It took him like four years or something, but he ate the whole thing. And this was like, wow. was on a bet? Was it a mob initiation? No, he's eaten you know, all kinds of bizarre things. He jumped into like the gang. He got it. He's eaten more than just a plane. Oh, yeah. I, I wish I could find this. Actually, I will Google it and tell you by the end of the show. Yes, please. I think our listeners want to know. I will put this on. I will, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. See. I'll put this on the uh, on the show page. Whoa. Let's I got see. Thanks. I'm just going to put in Google, dude who ate a plane. 
<laughs> a person with a bowels of steel. He, uh, yeah, there was like iron stomach or whatever. It's going to be a picture of Johnny, like the next generation. Uh, <laughs> Google was listening. It's uh, Michel Lotito. He was a French entertainer. Of course he's French. Uh, what's, uh, famous for deliberately consuming indigestible objects. What's the director that ate his boot? His boot? His boot. Yeah. Was this... Um, oh, no. Damn, it sounds like a something. A German director who uh, ate his boot. Like if he, he dared basically a director to make the film that he was supposed to make. And if he did, he would eat the shoe off his foot. Oh, word? And he did that. That sounds yeah. like something Werner Herzog would do just it to prove the Werner fertility Herzog, of life. Actually, that's a, it's it was? It, yes, exactly. Damn, yeah. that is a creepy And I think they filmed that, it. Man, is frightening. I think it was like, film, yeah, it was filmed. It was like Werner Herzog. Of course he boot. filmed it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so legit. narrating Grizzly Man like I know the bears yeah. can eat his heart and his liver and everything. And yeah, this soul, is a guy who was interviewed really and it. shot in the stomach by an Aragon and still continued the interview after. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Who shot Werner Herzog? Like, Just a random guy, like in you know, not in the audience, but like in the background. <laughs> they shot uh, uh, air gun pellet and it hit him in the stomach. Hold on, was this a stunt? No, he was absolutely not. He was, not. He was hit. He was hit while he was performing an interview, and he's like, no, I will continue the interview like that, like bleeding <laughs> out the gut, and he continued the interview. Yeah, he is absolutely insane. If you know his films, you, uh, I mean, yeah, it, no, it I makes mean, a lot I, of sense. That's but the he, most gangster thing I've yeah. ever heard. I mean, you got your phone out. Honestly, look up oh, yeah. Werner Herzog, like, shot in the stomach. Oh, no, like, I 100% like, believe you. This guy just got it's shot in the gut. Herzog. Excuse yeah. me. I, I, said I, like, I said I like to take long walks on the beach. It helps me clear my thoughts when I make my next movies. No, he's a monster, man. Wow. He does the whole thing, yeah. If he, like, takes long walks on the beach, it's, like, all the ones that are still littered with, like, bombs from World War II. Those are the beaches he takes walks on. Keep in mind who we're talking about, okay? This is the most (laughs) hardcore man ever, apparently. I feel like his idea of taking, quote-unquote, long walks on the beach is he walks across the Sahara from one one ocean to the next. Like, technically, that's all beach in the middle to him. (laughs) Well, he's like, uh... What's the most difficult film to make possible? Like, uh, we can carry this boat over this mountain. Yeah, let's film it live. Yeah, let's do that. You know? So, yeah. yeah. That's oh, just don't turn you. the camera off. Just don't turn the what camera off. What do you mean off, you have yeah. to change tapes? <laughs> it's like, I'm going, to re- I'm going to reenact the Great Flood for 40 days and 40 nights. I will play Noah. And to really get the proper practical effect, I'm going to swim to the bottom of the ocean. Is this the fantastic moment right now? Thank God. It was the futility of life, Mr. Herzog. You have to leave this daycare. And he also played the villain of, uh, what's the Tom Cruise movie? Uh, Jack Reacher movie. He was the villain in that. I remember that, yes. yes. He's, he tried to make this dude eat his own fingers. And I didn't know that going in, by life. the way. like I'm a huge uh, Tom Me Cruise neither. fan, and I'm a huge uh, Werner Herzog fan, and I did not know... They were doing that for well, that they movie. They didn't advertise I went that. In, like, it was like, really. holy crap. Had I known that, Werner I would not Herzog have seen the movie. Yeah. I did not sleep for a week. <laughs> oh my God. Eat your fingers. Yeah. Because that's what I did in the prisons. And it was like that. You probably really did that. Yeah. <laughs> Psychopath. Yeah. It, it was method. I now have a prosthetic. <laughs> no, they weren't his fingers. Oh. Eat your fingers, no, please. No, no. It is cold out. All right, yes. well, speaking of eating fingers, that brings us to Monster Loves You. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. a great segue. Yeah, Let's just go segue. with, like, self-cannibalism. Let's just force it, yeah. it, it. It's appropriate. Johnny, you want to tell them why? Yeah, uh, there's a lot of weird stuff like that. It, so Monster Loves You is a, uh, is a game that just released on the Switch. It's available on a couple of other platforms. Uh, this is a story-based uh sort of like one uh if you remember way back in the day maybe they still do them today uh these choose your own adventure books i remember them very well i have several of them including the geek and me went out and purchased paid money for the gi joe Mm. cute choose your own adventure books i think there's a few rl stein books after the goosebumps Mm. series that like did that did you see cirque of the dead I did not. Okay, their their last one was based on a choose your own adventure, and he's like, it has terrible writing on the front. I am compelled to read it to you. Oh, they read it. I was ho- <laughs> I was hoping it'd be like, okay, they stop. Now they the do. audience decides no, what happens. Do. do they do it? That's really? exactly what they do. Like they're like, are we gonna go up this staircase or are we gonna like run away? I'm feeling that. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling. I'm feeling that. Okay, and everyone everyone knows you always you always run straight at the pirates. Yeah, they'll probably shoot you, but you always run straight at them. Why? At least he'll die quick. (laughs) 
Actually, no, sometimes you luck into it. It's like, okay, you intend to charge at him and take your life in your own hands, but something stupid will happen. Like, you know, your your foot dips into a uh, into a, into a, into a, into a, a sunken plank or something. Yeah. You we know, all watch the horror you, you, you trip and things and, and like send a, send a rake at him and you accidentally like, you know, knock out the biggest guy and now you're now you 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 run. Um, this, Why are you uh, giving me all the secrets game. from all of my boxing gigs? Because that's what I do. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm here to challenge you to step up your game. But <laughs> well, I mean, we all watch the horror movies, especially that genre. You know what I mean? We're all yelling yeah. at the screen like, "Don't do that. Do this." You know what I mean? Like yeah. that. It seems like it's ripe for. You know what I mean? That'd be uh, awesome choose your it's own. A final destination ending. style. Yeah, right, Man, right, if right. someone could set up a, a film that was so intricate that they had. Uh, just like a 93 real movie mm. where uh, what happens is while well, everyone's shouting out, the protectionist is listening. Mm. It's like, okay, everyone wants them to go down this corridor now. So they changed the reel and now they're going down this corridor where on the other reels. But the blonde in the tank top with home. the big boobs would not last to the end. Of course she you, just wouldn't. Of course you know she would. Mean? She so, just, but she has to. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. It's, you know? it's just, okay, how do you solve this situation? Um, okay, get naked. Ah. Be okay, stupid. Yeah. Now, how, how, okay, how do you solve this math equation? Um, okay, get naked. Mm. <laughs> I'm assuming. I'm assuming everyone. Everyone is a 12 year old in this. In this. Thing. Right. 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 All right. We have. I'm sorry, Johnny. We we completely like. We're like here. Rails. Tell us uh, about this thing, and then yeah. we're just yes, gonna. Please. And now back to our regularly scheduled review. Yeah. So, Monster Loves You. It's a choose your own adventure style game. If you were to take that concept and combine it with a personality quiz, mm -hmm. that's essentially what this game is like. It's uh, you start off as uh, you're sort of looking over this. Uh, I don't know, like cesspool, like uh, jacuzzi of ooze. Yeah, where you normally find monsters. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. where, where you normally find them. Yeah. Of and, all kinds, depending <laughs> on what kind of where this jacuzzi is located. Yeah, and and you sort of start off as, as I guess a little monster larva cell tadpole Aww. thing, baby and, monster creature, and you're reading through uh, sort of like little tiny story snippets about uh, your sort of first experiences with life and 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 your senses and and how you and how you're starting to perceive the world, and then along the way you're making decisions as to what what to do and how to interact with these other strange beings that also exist around you in this cesspool thing. Should you swim up to them? One of them struggling. Should you help them out? Should you not? Uh, and it's like, so what you got, you know, you're saying it wrong. It's like, all right, so what happens is here, you wake up in your, your monster goo-filled jacuzzi, wondering what kind of dream did I just have? And you look around and all your monster boys are just plotting some stuff. Now, do you A, snitch? Do you B, get? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying. B is get naked, you know, right? Yes. See, <laughs> reading my mind. There you go. That's mm -hmm. what, you know. <laughs> uh, so uh, these are the hard decisions you got to make, Johnny. Yeah. Uh, so, so all of this is uh, they sort of frame it in major stages of monster development. So you start off at this very like uh, micro bio cellular level primordial uh, goo primordial yeah. stage of your life. Ferrous. Uh, yep. And and you're making decisions there. And these hydroelectric. Yeah. These decisions dialectical, that, materialistic, wheezing yeah. the juice, yeah, <laughs> juice wheezes. And as you're making these uh, story-based decisions, uh, you get rewarded with uh, here's what happened as a result of your decision. Also, you'll get some additional uh, stats that sort of cater towards uh, five or six different uh, has it over there five different stat lines that you can increase. Uh, it's like a ferocity, bravery, uh, cleverness, uh, honesty, and kindness. Honesty and kindness. Thank well, you. Well, what's the what's the ramp up it like in this? Because I know in game in games where you do this stuff like Fallout, that's an RPG um, uh, distribution system where you choose how much you build up each of these skills at the start, and then you just deal with them, deal with them for the rest of the game. Yep. Is it like that? Because one thing I really hate is like grinding for like a, a one and a half percent boost in any skill set there's there's no grind this isn't really okay. much of a uh rpg no in a way of like you're not you're not there's no there's no way to go back in time and to reduce stuff or to grind things uh each stage has a certain number of days or a certain number of choices you can make and then no matter what you're going to progress to the next stage of monster development and sometimes you might even not progress to the next stage. Your life will just end right there if you made some bad decisions. Damn, uh, gangster. 
And uh, as you go through from one <laughs> it's stage, like, to it's another, like Ponzi scheme. <laughs> nah. And yeah. there's, and there's yeah, and there's how multiple... merciful do you think monsters are? Oh, they're not. Well, what at world all. do you live in? Have you paid uh, attention to who's in the White House? Nope. That, that I just <laughs> political commentary on the geek down, yo. <laughs> that was most of the point. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, so all your stat lines uh, throughout the first, uh, I think three or four stages of your life. So there's sort of like the young little tadpole stage. There's the young adult uh, stage. There's the adult stage. And then there's the elder. So I guess that's four. There, I might be missing one. Then there's the elder monster stage. Uh, and throughout the first three, well, really two, you're making decisions that are uh, changing your personality and your stat line, so your ferocity and honesty and cleverness and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. These decisions are sort of developing yourself, and then when you get to the adulthood, you're making decisions that are still uh, enhancing and augmenting some of your personality, but to a lesser degree, and more so making decisions that are augmenting your relationship with other monsters. And then when, if you are able to make it to the elders, uh, to the elder monster stage, you are making decisions that are uh, influencing monsters' perception of humans and humans' perception perception of monsters. And then, depending on the results of all of your changes throughout all of these uh, different stages of life, uh, you are gonna come out with a very different overall story for your for your progress as a monster. Well, so this, this, is like, this is like this is like some kind of political. Yes. Um. A uh, 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 Mass Effect style monster game. It is. If you remove all of the action elements, yeah, that that's exactly what it is. You're making your decisions and sort of playing things how you think you're able to play out. Although it's not uh, some of the problems with a game like this. Now they are aiming for a younger audience. You're not. Uh, even though these monsters are like uh, if you go the the ferocity route you are like killing a whole lot of uh, other creatures okay, attacking go, each other as other monsters so and stuff like that that this game was all like i made a decision and now we sat down and talked about it then we hugged it out and then right, we I had to live with that no the game is the game is you play monsters and i'm i'm like okay cool am i eating faces you know what? am i am i picking off uh, uh, little girls riding in the uh, in the woods going to their grandma's house you know cuz these are my goals here you yeah. know, I want to chase Bugs Bunny around uh, around a, a spooky castle. Okay, this is my right. plan as a monster. This is my these are my life goals. You don't want yeah. so many morals. You yeah. know what I mean? Exactly. One, like, one of the uh, every uh, now and then you got a popsicle in the mouth. You yeah. know, what I'm, I'm just I'm just saying. True. So so as an example, popsicle, I mean, you grab a stick and then you, you know, then you parade them around town. Yeah, Wait, are these yeah. you as a monster goals or just your goals in general? Because if they're your goals in general, like I as have people you should probably yeah. meet. Well, I mean, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and plead the fifth on that because some authorities <laughs> might be listening. But let's just say, as a monster, I have certain things I want to accomplish. Mm. Yeah, so uh, one one example is uh, in the later end of it, there's uh, if you sort of make your way through it, uh, mm -hmm. you can sort of go to town. This is when you're uh, trying to influence the relationship between monsters and humans. Mm -hmm. You can go into town and you'll find basically Frankenstein, Dr. Frankenstein, and he's putting together a creature and you're a monster yourself. So you can either sort of... Uh, prevent him, advise him against doing what he's doing in a couple of different ways, or assist and say, no, 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 this is how you actually make a monster. You yeah. need these types of things. Why would I, why, why I want to discourage this? He's bridging the gap between, like, you know, regular humans and monsters. Oh, well, this is what I'm, do what, uh, what, what I'm doing right there is I'm creating some kind of hybrid to bring the communities together. Sure. You know, and I'm going to tell him, look, Doc, okay, what you want to do is, okay, you want to make sure he can dance, want to give him an afro, you know, say make sure he looks good <laughs> in some shades, you know, you give him some style and some flavor. That way, no one sees him. No, no one suspects when he rolls in the clubs. He looks like he's just there to you know get his gig on. And he just starts snacking on people. Yeah, and you know, and that bam. is that is sort of uh, the angle I went on went at for that. So I decided to help him out. Uh, but it turns out, it, you know, we created the mo uh, the creature, and that creature, if you watch, you know, the movie that it's based on, uh, goes on a killing spree on all the different uh, villagers that were in that particular city. I would expect no less from just Johnny. Yeah, and uh, and I didn't know that that was the result. I was thinking you it in a more positive light, but that's what ended knew. up happening. On some level, so, you can play all. You knew. <laughs> so, so did they that, kill monster? Did the monster kill monsters or? 
it, just it killed, killed humans. humans. So okay. it was a monster that killed humans, and that ruined, that soured the relationship between monsters and humans a little bit because <laughs> because I made a that little bit. Not much. Yeah. It was just like a, it was a minor ding. Overall, <laughs> overall, I ended up uh, getting what I <laughs> think is the best ending, where it's like monsters and humans just are like holding hands with one another, getting pre- peace and prosperity for both. All right, That's the what, ending I got. You know what's wild right now is we have some gameplay. You can't see it if you're watching on Twitch. Uh, not, not not tonight, sadly, because we had space issues. But if you're watching on the WEMF uh, Facebook stream, uh, live stream, uh, we've got some gameplay running in the background. And while you were talking, I was watching this. And I'm just like, I would make the exact opposite of every choice that you made because yep. I want them to fear and respect monsters. I would reign on the holy... L <laughs> havoc running through the streets. Yeah. I would with say this every like that doesn't really work out in movies, but then movies are actually just made by humans. Yeah, and they're advocating for like you know. Yeah, humans I'm, I'm like being good I'm like this. every choice is like that's that that <laughs> stork looks delicious. Do I pet it? Do I set it free to procreate and make the world and beautify the world, or do I eat them? It's like you know how how why do you have to ask? I'm already picking it, picking my teeth mm. with its like for feathers. Te- yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you and know? it seems like uh, the way you play this game is very much in line with the your your actual personality or the personality that you want to portray role play as as you're playing through this game and i was kind of surprised i wasn't expecting it to align as well with the personality that was that was trying to aim for uh but it ended up working out uh some of these uh story uh some some of the writing in these decisions sort of the write-up of what's happening the the setup of the scenario just before you're given a couple of different choices Mm -hmm. isn't as uh is not very easy to decipher what the outcome is going to be Mm -hmm. and that's pretty much everywhere in this so you kind of have to guesstimate to a certain degree it's intentionally a little bit on the vague side so you can never fully uh guess or anticipate uh, what is going to get influenced? Whether you're going to gain positive stats or 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 get a penalty on your stats, or if you're going to gain uh, additional friendship uh, and and respect, monster respect, or if you're going to lose respect. Like, do you get are you, are you, do you get yours? What yeah. I like about that is get that yours. it it actually encourages you to take risks because you can't yeah, right. play the safe route. You have to do the thing one or the other because <laughs> you can't you can't. Assume you're going to get this result, so you right. might I as think well take the risk. Most people would yeah. side with the fact that they're going to win. You know what I mean? I yeah. think, like, yeah, the yeah. dominant side. I'm going to win so. or be a very sore loser. Yeah, so, right. And, right, and this so ties now, into. I, 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 yeah. I, I got to know, man, because, I mean, you've told us a lot about the game and about, you know, establishing relationships and about, you know, ticker tape parades and everyone, you know, believing the sun shines out of you. I want to know what was your interpretation, sir, because it sounds like. You hated I, this game every second of the way. Come on now. <laughs> I actually enjoyed this game. It's uh, it's an interesting game to go through, and I'm actually uh, interested in watching other people go through and seeing what decisions they make and what ultimate ending they get. Mm-hmm. Because uh, one of the things I like about this game is that uh, it's so short that wanting to get it, uh, play through and see all the other endings is actually viable. It takes mm-hmm. about an hour to two hours, maybe three hours tops, uh, in order to go through one full session. And that allows you to sort of want to go through and make certain decisions in other way. But the writing itself, as this game is kind of pitched towards a younger-ish audience, it's not, you're not going to find like spectacular writing or anything like that. The comedy in it is, um, it, it leans way more towards slapstick. It's not like super, super funny. Uh, that might be a little bit of a missed opportunity. But overall, definitely a thumbs up. It's a $10 game. It's available on... PlayStation Store, on Steam, on the Humble Store, on iOS, Android, and of course, where I played it, which was on uh, Switch. It's From what I've looked at, it's $10 on all of those different stores. I'm not too certain on iOS or Android, but $10 everywhere else, and I think that's a pretty spot-on price for this type of game. All right. Thank you very much, Johnny. The game is called Monster Loves You. Yeah. And I think that's just a clever ploy Makes you feel good, to lull it? them into a false sense of security and you biting them heads off. That's, that's how I get down. Oh. Makes you feel good. Yeah, that's, that's a good monster voice here. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. All right. Well, sure. All right, Johnny. You can take a lesson from this right here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't give a, he's like, yeah, sure, whatever, buddy. All right. Now, thank you very much, my he's friend. He's like, I already eat entire pigs. Yeah. What else dude, do you want you, from me? Man. I'm like cheerful and stuff, and I eat entire pigs. Just I, get with it. I had liver the other day. Mm. Eggs, just eggs and liver. Was, was it, were they alive? 
Uh, no, I, I cook the liver. Do you like chicken hearts? Oh, yeah. They're oh, so good. They are good. Yeah. Beef hearts so is way better, though. Beef heart is like one of my favorite meats now. I don't think I've actually ever had beef heart. It is delicious. It's like a filet mignon, except Pat way cheaper. looks so like, disappointed. You know, veal is right actually yeah. more sustainable than not eating veal. Because like eating oh, them when they're young, you because it's, it's more expensive when they, they grow up like that. that. It's sense. actually more viable to eat. All right, so eat, you know, endorsing yeah. eating innocent and, oh, and, uh, yeah. and yeah. There's more nutrients in, in the younger animals. Yeah. I mean, the younger of anything, right? If you look at plants, yeah, seeds my dad runs are more nutrient like a, dense. Uh, 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 like grows like tiny little sprouts and mm. sells them at like farmers markets. Yeah. In like Roanoke, Virginia. Yeah. He's no, a you hippie. Want, you want to really, you want to really consume them before they had a chance to experience the world. Look at peas. That childlike wonder makes them delicious. But just look right. at eggs, right? Eggs very nutrient dense. That's right, yo. How gangster is that, though, man? We make chicken <laughs> seriously with like it's like it's, it's like I, it's like I slaughtered this animal and then I, I I basted it with uh with its unborn children, you know, to consume. For my own pleasure, not just one, like nine of them. Yeah, yeah. Cause I, cause I, cause I go big. I rolled them over some other meat. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah I feel exactly. like every vegan that we ever had as friends has already turned us <laughs> off. Right Maybe, yeah. <laughs> it's tough, it's tough world. It's okay. Anyone yeah. that complains, you can write uh, geekdownradio at gmail.com. Attention, just Johnny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll take the hate mail. I feel like he'll, he'll send them back recipes. Of like, what you want to do is you want to get some frog raw fresh. So doing this find the yeah. duck. That All is right. so. Good. I had a burger fresh with that on it. Foie gras. Yeah. Okay. Foie gras is good, man. It's so good. All right. Well, so good. well, well. Okay. Well, speaking of eating fancy things for no reason, let's talk about Heather, shall we? All right. So Heather's. This is the remake. Excuse me. The reboot. Reboot. Of uh, the Heather's franchise, loosely based off of the 1988. Yeah. Was it a hit back, back then? when uh, Christian Slater ran the world, basically? Yeah, he he was yeah, in several movies. Did. This man has done more several for, movies, for, for like a half ass yeah, Jack yeah. Nicholson impression than anyone I think ever. Wait, did you see Equilibrium? Yes, I did. That I really liked that movie. Was he in Equilibrium? Yeah, wasn't he? Um, Christian Slater. Am I thinking Christian of someone Bale. else? You're thinking Christian. Of Christian Bale? Oh, I am thinking of Christian Bale. Yeah. You know what I'm great at? <laughs> <laughs> names. I'm really good at names. I don't know if you knew that. Christian Slater, though, is like the 90s guy. Yes, he yeah. was. You yeah. I mean? Like, uh, I remember Dude. first seeing him, I think it was uh, The Wizard. He was the older brother in that, uh, you know what I mean? The, the video game he was movie. A jackass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he did like uh, Robin Hood. Mm. He was the brother in that. Of, yeah. Uh, also, Wait, yeah. he did Wait, so he, many. Wasn't he Will Scarlet? Yes. Yep. Yeah. He was. Well, yeah. wasn't the brother. Uh, he, he was yes, like he a. Was. He was. Like at the end, you know what I mean? Like he says, like, yeah, I'm your brother, like all that oh. stuff. Yeah. Well, I, I would say I got to go back and watch that, but no, I don't know anyone. anyone. <laughs> I, I value my time too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You you do? It's too uh, much you, to go back here. You watch this? He was in. <laughs> he was hey, like man, the nineties. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Accurate. It was. Like, it was all in those eyebrows. That's 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 yeah. where it came from. And now Christian Slater's legacy lives on. He was JD in the original Heather's, starring alongside Winona Ryder, uh, and as the, as that as that one two combo double punch of Victoria and JD, the two students right. who were enlightened, who were yeah. woke AF, and who are bringing the school down. Isn't well, it now Veronica. What I say? Victoria. Ah, damn it! You see, I'm I'm great at names too myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as Veronica, Veronica facing off against her best friend slash worst enemies, mm. the Heathers. Well, yeah. now in this latest iteration, there's also the Heathers, but things have been upgraded. It's, it's Heathers for a new generation. Right. And by that, I mean it's not 80s um, eighties popular girls and cliques uh, shutting down folks with their heightened popularity and, and hair sprayed out to God knows how far. But rather we Scrunchies. have... Mm-hmm. There's a distinct lack of scrunchies. Uh, there was one scrunchie. Well, was there, this, you gotta, no, there, there is one, sure, yeah. mm-hmm. but they're like among the rest of them. Yeah, yeah. There I mean, were a lot more like scrunchies. This, though you gotta think of why the first one was popular in general. I think it was the scrunchie. Pop- no, <laughs> <laughs> it could have been that, but it was like the you know what I mean. Like, why is this person popular? Yeah. You know what I mean. It was no. Like they had where, corporate funding from this from, from slap bracelets. All right. Yeah. Uh, no, no. Um, this latest, uh, this latest reboot features uh, the exploits of Veronica, who's not entirely uh, on this same like crusade 
to right. secretly bring down the Heathers right. that uh, Winona Ryder's original Veronica was. Right. This one's more like, you know what? Eh, they're my friends. I'll be out here soon. Let's just yeah. play the game. And it starts off like that, and we're like, okay, it's following that same formula, but bring it in, bring it in, bringing it into the 21st century, which mm. I dug for a while. And I say for a while because we're talking about a 10-episode season, yeah. and they lost me about halfway through. Which seems like, yeah, it seems like a series that would run out of steam. I don't think yeah. it ran out of steam. I think it just like it shot for the moon when mm. it was doing just fine. It's like you know you're going at a nice pace, and yeah. then someone and then someone someone you know uh, uh, got someone was like, hey, try this. What's it? It's a cheeseburger. Really? No, it's LSD. Go nuts. And <laughs> this thing just went like nth degree mm. ridiculous. And I mean, we're talking about a a, a, a cast that includes. Uh, Shannon Doherty making a cameo. Yeah. That's not a spoiler. It, it, was, uh, it was one of those yeah, plus things. Yeah, you can see that in the, in the... Yep. And, um, oh, damn, I just had it. Uh, oh, uh, Marissa Tomei. Not Marissa Tomei. Um, Selma Blair in the second. Yeah. Selma Blair yeah. just... You know, Selma Blair, she was an actress. You Again, what did I just say about having a terrible name? Okay, I'm sorry. Selma Blair, was, yeah, yeah. Selma Blair is an actress that does interesting stuff. You may have seen cool. her in and Hellboy. She, yeah, and Hellboy she made out Chain. with... Um, she uh, made out with... Yes, she did. Sarah Michelle Gellar. Sarah Michelle Gellar, yeah. Ah, yeah. uh, yes. Such a great picture. I'm here for that. Mm -hmm. That was Cruel Intentions. Yeah, cruel Intentions, yeah. And I will show you my favorite YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I saw that was, movie in theaters with my aunt. Why? Oh my god! It was the most awkward ten minutes That's of my entire well, life. I don't yeah. know. Maybe it depends yeah. on what kind of relationship you have with your aunt, there, buddy. What do you mean? I was that age. You know what I mean? She was taking yeah. me to the movies. She was like right. a popular <laughs> thing the kids are <laughs> watching. You know choice. what I mean? It wasn't like hey, hey. I didn't know what was going to be shown. Like <laughs> hey. I didn't see the movie before. I wasn't going to take this, you to this, a, this is the progressive a show, my movie. friend. No judgment. No mm -hmm. judgment. Well, I mean, Tom's judging you. The rest of us are cool. I think you needed a doll at that time, too. <laughs> yeah, I, think I needed her to be there to Pro see it. Possibly, yeah. possibly. Oh, but this has, this has a horrible time. To, Anyways. to nothing to do with Heather's. We're talking about yeah. uh, the new Heather series features Heather Chandler, who's no longer uh, the same blonde, um, uh, preppy uh, girl that she was right. in the original. Now she's a uh, she's a heavy set, uh, very woke, politically active, mm. uh, very into branding, very into social media. She has uh, uh, several hundred thousand followers. Yeah, she's, and she's like 250,000 followers or something in mm -hmm. the first episode. Insane, yep, yeah. and this is, this, is, this is her arsenal. This is how she maintains that vice grip on the student populace because mm. no one wants to piss her off because then she'll blast you online right. and now your cred is out the window. Which happens in like the first episode to one of the jocks. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so And I love they still even... named the jocks the way that they named them in like the first movie, mm -hmm. which is like you hear their names and you're like, who the who who in this century right. yeah. <laughs> right. no, I, names I, their children like that. I like that though. It gave it no, gave you know, name your kid to be a bully. Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Like they I like that they kept it. Like if they had changed it, I think that you wouldn't have if you watched the original movie, you wouldn't yeah. have ported that forward. I think you're right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that makes an that makes a that makes a solid point too. There is a lot to like about this series. Yeah, you know, they, they do, did some great like work in like bringing forward some of the lines that are most popular from the movie that like mm -hmm. we all wanted to see again. Yeah, every every episode too is also named a specific um, yeah. line, very quotable line from the movie. Yeah, you know, yeah. So was, are we going to prom? Are we going to hell? It had a lot of of promise in that way, and I also have to say that one of the things that I really enjoyed about this series mm -hmm. was costuming lighting effects like choices of colors and like especially like the the snappy shack yeah that was that, that was, was interesting because it's, it's snack shack the, was snappy snack shack really is a running theme yeah yeah in in the heather's oeuvre the, the will, coloring that they choose for that makes it this own contained universe like the things that happen there like are kind of their own contained things that that like directly influence so much else. It's like it's almost its own pocket universe, the mm -hmm. way that they light it. And I feel like that that happens in a couple of different places. Oh no, absolutely. They do a really good job of that. Mm -hmm. The same thing with the roller rink. The roller rink, uh, uh, that was more like that was more like one really big event happened there, though. Yes, but and it's still the the choices that they made in coloring makes that every scene that it, like if you saw like just individual color sets from each of them you could mm -hmm. absolutely pick that one out of the bunch yeah. Yeah. and be able to say that's exactly what it is because even though that's like the very... actual visual iconography changes over the course of the scene mm -hmm. or of the this that uh episode like the color set never changes and they do a really good job of like the later color set that really features the blood mm -hmm. like 
you still have those color undertones in the beginning of that episode mm. as soon as you start there, which yeah. I think is really cool. No, you, you're absolutely right. And Adam, I think you'll appreciate this too because believe it or not, a show like this made great use of mise-en-scene where it's like everything is just a standard. We've got a school, we're um, on the front lawn, mm. we're at one someone's house and it's just we're, we're reading lines and dialogue is transpiring and there's interactions. But anytime something poignant happens, the sets played a huge part in it. Yeah, right? you know, and everything's like really outlandish. There's fluorescence. There's uh, right. there's black light. You know, there's like all types of interesting elements, and and that's how you could tell. Okay, this is not time for a bathroom break. Some, some setting something up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you kind of yeah. sensed it. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? I, I actually didn't. I, I I saw it, but I didn't think about how poignant that was until you just said that just now. Because the first thing, I, the first time I noticed that was when we saw Heather Chandler's bedroom specifically. Yeah, and, and I'm like. Wow, this is this is an outlandish bedroom. But then again, she's a very loud, like stylistically yeah. loud yeah, child. So I this like would make sense. And then some stuff goes down where you're just like, oh, yeah, wow, yeah. Well, okay. that's what I like and about the first came, one. You know what I mean? With the with with the first movie, it's like they don't like these people. <laughs> we don't like these people. <laughs> Here, drink this, and they're yeah. dead. Yes. Yeah. They're not like just like you know, you know, kind of trying to ruin their day and like mm. trying to like uh, you know sabotage their like prom or something like that they're killing these people yes you know they are. like let's have him drink a glass of old blue you know what i mean like what christian slater says about one of them yeah and he was all like, he was also you know, that like dude, they that are was... actually poisoning these people and they're killing them you know that what i mean psychotic. it's like it's like it's so it's playing with your tropes that you know mm. with uh with these films and these genres but it's it's taking to the nth degree where these people are actually like you know if i remember correctly that scene and like other recurring things about the idea of like feeding someone drano actually yeah. uh influenced a really awful notorious murder that Probably. happened in utah absolutely um that like I don't know if you've ever heard of the podcast, like my favorite murder, but that was on it. But like super, yeah, they were like called the Kool Aid Murders. Yeah, someone mentioned it on it, and they were like, "Oh my god, that is such a yeah. messed yeah, up yeah, one." Yeah. And given what they talk about, like Absolutely. all I'm yeah. saying, I th- yeah. like I looked it, it, it up it was... and I read the whole thing on like Wikipedia and was just like, "I'm out, I'm out." Yeah, I'm not no. here for this. And I'm I'm saying I've read some movies anything that was done, in the, but it was like it was, it was a shock. You know what I mean? Echo Cooler. Yeah, oh but it God. was a shock when you see something like yeah. that, and you've seen the, you know, you've seen the genre, you, see, you know, you know the tropes, you know mm-hmm. what's going on, but like that, like, they're, but they're actually, yeah, murdering somebody in this. So yeah. like that was what Heather's meant then. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. was like holy crap. Well, and like, there was also working. like this continual, like, set of conversations about dismantling like the the structure of high school. Yeah. Like that was what they, were, they were also to do doing with it with. You know, in these really, actors, they were doing it yeah. with, you know, Christian Slater. They were doing it. Yeah, with, but I never took that stuff seriously because I, I went to different types of schools. And I'm like, okay, yeah, every type of school has the, has their variation of this. Right. And I yeah. go to school in the suburbs and the whole thing is like, man, this angst and no one appreciates this, man. Mm. We got to bring down this whole, you know, uh, this whole uh, uh, really um, uh, bourgeoisie. Uh, 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 structure they have uh, us built into. It's like power okay, to uh, the proletariat. Yeah, and then you go to schools <laughs> in the hood, and it's like, yo, man, now society didn't care about us, and and you know the faculty didn't care about us, and everyone just hated collect a check. You know, forget them, man, forget them. Mm. I was like, damn, okay, cool. You go to school at, in a more upscale place, and the whole thing's like, look, I just need to get out of here, and I'm not being paid the proper respect that I am. Like, okay, all of y'all just need to get your heads out of your own asses. <laughs> well, yeah, but like 17-year-olds, they're like, they don't grow, like their heads don't come out of their asses until like post I get what you mean. Yeah, you had a, a much uh, more rounded experience with uh, yeah, I, I, and the that, bull. And the bull. you know what, that, that that gives me a unique perspective. I understand that most people don't have that, but it's like it, may, it, it allowed for me to appreciate shows like Heather's here. And mm-hmm. I will say right now, um, I, I got to give this a thumbs down, but that doesn't mean I was hating it. Right. It just it completely lost me at one point when I realized I was really liking it because I thought they made some interesting choices. I was really digging the performances. I did like the acting up until most of the acting up until the end. Mm. And I do like that. It's a show that doesn't take itself too seriously, that didn't and had a lot of social commentary. The problem is they already lost me when they started making some of the most poignant commentary. Like one of my favorite breakdowns is um, also I, okay, one of my favorite breakdowns is when they're talking about uh the the school they run a school shooting drill 
Oh my god. Whereas unfortunately in, in this sad day and age, school shootings have become a such a regular happens, thing. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, that now they have drills so the kids will have an idea of how to handle um the situation when if there's a school shooting. Right. You know, where you go, what you do, you know, can you call someone? Do you hide? Do you approach, etc.? Yeah. And they and the show makes a commentary of you know, most likely a school shooter is going to be a student. So if they're going through these drills, aren't you actually teaching them um, exactly how to, how to exactly how yeah. to not only do this but get away with the school shooting? Because they'll that's know. A all yeah, the, that's a rough. Yeah, that's yeah. a rough realization. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and and that that was like that was like a very point. I mean, it was played for comedy, but I'm like, that's a very poignant thing to uh, to put across. But there ain't no like, fun. Yeah, it's yeah. it's yeah. played for that, but that's. Yeah, that's I don't think that's something, that's something yeah. a far more intelligent show than you've given me would right, do. Right, right, you right. Know? right. So had you not you. already proven you suck, this would have been dope. Right. I yeah, honestly, sure. I I would also give it like a round thumbs down. Like I, I really wanted to like this on a lot of levels, but the this the, the things that they chose to subvert and the way that they chose to sub- subvert it, I don't think. First of all, I don't think they were helpful to anybody. Mm. And I understand this being a satire and I understand like the levels to which you're trying to deconstruct, like how deconstructionist this is trying to be. Mm -hmm. And I don't think, I feel like if they had pushed the envelope further, then they would have succeeded in creating a real interesting deconstructionist piece. Mm. I don't think they did. And I think a lot of the choices that they made about some of the characters were just like you're not adding anything here. I concur. You're, you're honestly liked- not adding anything to the overall like story arc. You're not in- adding anything to any of the themes that you're trying to work on. Mm. You're not adding anything to the social commentary that the original Heather's movie really, really was. Mm. And so I honestly feel like in terms of, especially cause we were talking briefly before the show about how long it took for this thing to be produced. Mm. Like yes. with that amount of they time, trying to make the show since 2009, with that amount of time that you had to sit and think and move this around and do screen script choices and like you know con- conceptual choices like why why did you do about three quarters of the things that you did because yeah. well, like that, that i mean your, your colorist and yeah. your costume person and your set dresser need to go on to a much better show than this because they're amazing like sure mind-blowingly they'll, they'll, good they'll, they'll get hired like, by the next season of the purge Adam, you wait on that. Yeah, yeah. I, actually, yeah, yeah. I yeah. No, you're right though. Yeah, yeah. No, I think so they had good people working on this. I just don't think it was the right time. I don't even know if this is the right project. You yeah. know I mean, it can you recreate recreate that? You know what I mean? I'm not sure you can. Well, here's here's the thing. Um, the only sa- the only saving grace, uh, at least from the minds of the people that made it, I can I can imagine. Mind you, um, this is just me. Mm. Uh, I, I'm I'm pro- I'm projecting for, here. Yeah. yeah. Um, is that, and I didn't get this when I saw, I, I, I watched, I watched up until the last episode and I'm like, oh, well, at least there won't be a season two. Cause that is, fin- mm. that is final. <laughs> um, That's done. Yeah. But, like, um, but, but apparently the show was always intended to be an, an well, not always, it was intended after like the third cancellation and right. pick up again, uh, to be anthology style, but right. anthology, uh, by season, not by episode. So one season this happened. And then for season two, it's supposed to take place in entirely different location, entirely different students, entirely different uh, 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 transpiring. But the same general right, setup. But it, like like for, American Horror Story. Yeah. Kinda. Or like thematic repetition, yeah. but without actual yeah. like continuity. But for satire, like which is like a comment on the times yeah. you're in, can you recreate that? I just don't think so. You well, know I, mean? like, I, thought I, they, I thought, I thought they really did it very well for the first half of the series. And I'll tell I mean, you where they yeah, lost me. Yeah, but we're talking about over like a 12-episode thing like that. You yeah. can make a comment or two, but like that, does it really Whoa. like, especially a series, you know what I mean? Like you're It's to been something? done. It's, it's, it's rare, but it's been done. Dude, yeah. I'll call back to the Twilight Zone. Various iterations, the 60s and the 2000s, not so much the 80s variation. That wasn't the so outer... much on the time, just the the, the general ridiculousness of... Uh, okay, um, of better, 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 better example. Right. Okay, you want, to, you want to talk ridiculousness, there you go. Uh, no, no, you, no, you're right, but it always carried the same general theme. All they did was change the character, and by, uh, and by changing their personality... Then you alter the events until you got Stephen Moffat, whose head is so mm-hmm. far up his own ass, like <laughs> deep up there. Um, no, no, no. Um, okay, better example, a final example, because I realize we're um, we're we're kind yeah. of beating a dead horse here now. Yeah. Is um, oh come on, I just had a Black Mirror. 
Mm. Oh yeah. Uh, yep. I get you. I think they do. I get you. Yeah. But, but that's also, episodic. Yeah. I'm, help me help you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. I will say, okay, though, that I was so annoyed with this series that mm. when I got to the end of it, I shut it off. I like took a walk around my house and then I sat down and watched Black Panther again just to remind myself that good media still existed. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <coughs> yeah, the point where they lost me is when it showed uh, Veronica, our rock, uh, the voice of the audience is just as, if not crazier than everybody else. Everyone like, combined. And I'm like, mm -hmm. why would you do this of all things? Because he, he's crazier than JD. And it crazier than undermines the Heathers. so many things that otherwise you would have done pretty well in this mm -hmm. whole thing, especially with like JD, uh, like being this, especially like there's yeah, no, moments they, they where took they're that rug and to, said, Nying. yeah, they, there's moments where they're trying to like sort of completely off tilt the idea of undermining the patriarchy, but also like, dismantling it anyway and then suddenly they're like oh no she's also completely batshit and it's like okay so any any work you've done so far is completely out the window because you've just completely like our voice our mm. unreliable narrator mm. is completely undermining her like everything that we're trying to do here yeah so you heard it from eric's uh, eric eric's uh, uh voice right there um heather's great great fashion Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 just uh, uh, mute right, it. Uh, <laughs> just mute it and take notes anytime uh, Heather Duke is on screen. Yeah, basically. That fool was fierce. Oh my god. All right, care. so now I'm gonna kick it over to my man, Black Adam Willis, mm. because this dude right here is gonna rock you. He will. He will <laughs> rock, rock you. Because you. buddy, you're a boy. Mm. Make a big noise. Oh man, that's a great setup. Thank you. Did it so well. Yeah. <laughs> Right. And I'm not a huge fan of biopics. Yeah, we, talk, we were talking about that, fair. actually. Yeah, yeah. You've, got a, you've got a couple of choice favorites. It's not your thing, but you know what you like. Yeah. You, I mean, you remember when Ray and... Oh, don't uh, get started on uh, Jamie Foxx in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And we also, I don't think I have the time for that, bro. <laughs> yeah. But Ray and... It was uh, Ray, um, Walk the Line. Walk the Line came out the same year. <laughs> Yeah. I think the Bob Dylan one came out like the year before that. Yeah, we were like, talking about that before the show. That yeah. one is so cool. And I didn't get a chance to bring up the best biopic, in my opinion, mm. the five-hour miniseries of the Jacksons. Yeah, that actually is mm. one of my favorites. Yeah, it's just a great biopic. And the lesser-known uh, four-hour miniseries yeah. of The Temptations. Yeah. So all those kind of uh, harp on the same thing where it's just like there's a childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. That affects the rest of their life, and that's going to dictate everything else that happens in the movie. Yep. And uh, Freddie Mercury is the discovery of them damn teeth. Yes. That this dude was struggling with the exactly entire movie. doesn't exactly follow that, but it, this is also a movie that plays it way too safe for me. Mm. And a movie about, in my opinion, the greatest leading man in rock music ever mm. deserves a little bit more, a little bit more risk, a little bit more, uh, you know, that, that daring, like, bravado cocksureness that he he carried with him and mm. this movie did not have that nope, i know exactly opinion. what you're talking you know about man we're talking of course about bohemian rhapsody bohemian this is rhapsody, the yeah. uh new biopic to, uh about queen about the story yeah freddie mercury about the reception of the band and the character mm -hmm. and everything like that and it was a serviceable movie however it did not really do anything that I would expect a movie about this kind of character well, to... You know what I blame that on? I blame that on the fact that the uh, or the band itself, or at least a couple mm. of members of the band, <clears throat> had um, a huge say in what transpired in right. the actual script. And that's yeah. one of the reasons why it took so long to make. And one of the reasons, uh, if you remember for a long time, it was uh, well publicized mm. that Sasha Baron Cohen... Yeah, uh, had yeah, been, had been had been that tapped was for to a star years. That was yeah, that was yeah. Like, they, they were listed on the on the opening credits as executive producers. Yes, they were. Yeah. Yes, they were. And that whole thing is, I mean, if if, if someone's making a movie about you, you know, you you're gonna yeah. want to look the best you can, yeah. and no one's gonna, you're not gonna want people to see that time you you stole a candy bar, but that candy bar ended up you know uh, being like the one guilty pleasure of like the local mob boss. So then right. that mob boss went towards that store. Mm. And what you didn't know is that, you know, your little cousin was starting at that store the first day. You know, he was going to surprise everyone with his first paycheck. But then he got caught in the back, you know, taking out some boxes. And, you know, uh, he had to pee real quick. So, you know, he went to the bathroom even though he wasn't supposed to because he, was he was on shift. Mm. You know, and so what happens is, well, they find out that Adam is responsible for the store being burned down. You know, you're not going to want that publicized because then you're going to have people after you and then your mom's going to walk out the uh, the theater like, I knew it. I knew it was you the whole time. I, you, you, you told me you didn't do it. And 
and I'm like, Mama, you got to understand. I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I didn't know it was going to go down like that. I just wanted a Zagnut. He's like, I got I got a Zagnut for you. You disown, mother. You know, and I don't know why your mother's calling you mother. Anyway, exactly. you get what I'm trying to say. You want the highest of the highs. You're not going to want the uh, the low points, the gritty points, you know, the things that aren't going to make you come out smelling like a rose, but the real that the true fans are going to mm. want to see. And that was one of Baron. That's one of the reasons Baron uh, Sasha Baron Cohen ended up not starring in this because he wanted uh, that stuff to be um, uh, focused on. He wanted to see uh, the darker sides, the infighting of the group. He wanted to, them to focus on uh, a good part uh, uh, on uh, when uh, Freddie Mercury found out that uh, he yeah, was stricken yeah. with AIDS. You know, and I mean that, that's a really sad story. I mean, that no that's... one really knows. Everyone knows. Yes, he had AIDS. But people don't know that when he came out to the band, he let them know and then performed at Wembley. And then he died like within 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 like two weeks of that whole event. Yeah. So it's like he let them know, performed at Wembley, sick as hell, and then like died right after. Like it's just. It, I mean, it, I, I think, and I think then it was in hindsight, that makes the performance that much better. But like it's the drama. It's the it's that all that. You know that that grittiness. You know what I mean. That that makes the story so much better. So yeah, that's the part we want to know. And this, yeah. this movie definitely had, had cap teeth way. because yeah. you're right. It played it very safe. Right. But I don't. Well, first of all, that didn't help the box. That didn't hurt the box office at all. This movie I mean, made this, like fifty million dollars. And plus, easy. He played Freddie Mercury great. Yeah, Remy really Malek did a, did that, a really good know. job. I'm not hating on him. I liked his performance. Yeah. Even though I couldn't take my mind off them damn teeth. Yes. Okay. Freddie Mercury <laughs> did have some did have but did have some issues with his teeth, but Remy Malek too, in this he movie was very self conscious about. Yes, that but too, the, the, the the second star of this movie was Remy Malek's damn teeth in his mm. mouth. This dude the whole time was just, and he was struggling with them too. They were they were falsies and, they, and he was like you can see him like yeah. loosen every now and then where he's like mm, he's chewing. Got to get that. Got to make sure he resets him before he says his next line. Mm. Mm. You know what I you know what I got the sense of a couple of times. You ever watched the Wild Thornberries? Yes. yes. Okay. The father, the, the father with, the, with, the, with those incisors that are coming out. Nigel. You know, uh, yes, Nigel Thornberry and his teeth in the next zip code. Give him a second; they'll catch up. Uh, <laughs> anyways, that that's the sense that I got, but that's my opinion. I still love the music of Queen, and I think that's oh, yeah. one of the main reasons it right. did so well, despite reviews like the one we're giving it now, where it's like it felt safe. It it's felt not safe. giving you like yes. the gritty uh, underbelly that Queen's kind of. You know, kept uh, under wraps for a, for a while. It's like the, the the Dylan one that I referred to earlier, mm -hmm. and that's not my favorite movie, but like that took a risk because that played Bob. Well, Dylan. that's just because you're more of a Neil Young man. Well, that was like they played Bob Dylan as like five or six different people. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? They had uh, Christian Bale play him. They had Kate Blanchett. They had uh, Heath Ledger even. You know what I mean? Play Bob Dylan in the same movie, mm -hmm. and it showed like the different characters and the different personas that Bob Dylan assumed in his career. And it was like this weird kind of take on his life, which is, if you know Bob Dylan and you study his music and everything, it it, it kind of assumed that like personality. And so it was a certain risk, and like I don't think it paid out in the movie in terms of an enjoyable standpoint. But like that was at least more accurate than this straight line storyboard type of movie that like I think uh, most uh, biopics get. And so yeah, I, I think that was kind of the point of this movie was to not go on the accurate side and to lean more towards. I'm what? saying that, that even this felt safe. Well, you know it, what I mean? I think they this did. should have taken more yeah. risk. Yeah, it did, but it it also seemed like they this was a conscious design uh, decision to uh, do kind of uh, in spirit of Queen and what Queen was about, which was to entertain the audience. Right. And this movie, if you just uh, take a take a step back and look at it, like were you entertained by this movie? I was very. Entertained by the. Were you not movie. entertained? It was it was <laughs> fun to watch. It was interesting. I was never. I never thought there was a, a dull moment in the movie. Uh, there was a lot of uh, high points and low points through multiple members, right? and there were some some dark points that you know they 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 talked about the hedonism of uh, of the drummer, right? Mm. Uh, so they did sort of show some of the flaws on some of the band members and and issues that cropped up and stuff they like that. They did, but I felt they glossed over that stuff. I mean, I, I get why, too, the surviving members want to show that, yeah, I mean, we, we, we were there. We did some stuff, even though, like you know. Freddie Mercury was a want. monster, like, party, you know, guy, you know what I mean? Like, it. He was a, he was a very happy, flamboyant individual. I mean, yeah. just to, I mean, but, I did not to see it, but 
Mm-hmm. I, so two things. One is we've seen plenty of movies about all of the insane, crazy things that people do on tour and when you have a lot of money mm-hmm. and you get famous very quickly. So like yeah, that, that Weird Al movie, man. Woo! <laughs> so too. they've mm-hmm. they've been <laughs> in some ways that like that's been done. Like we've seen those before. We know what that is. Mm-hmm. So I would say that like seeing another one of those, especially like if it is the specifics for this particular band, I understand that waiting until like after those, the members of the bands have passed, which I hope don't happen for a time because I still, I would actually like to see them and I, you know, haven't had a chance yet. Anyway, um, so the question that I had was if you were not, if you did not know Queen before you saw this movie, okay. coming out of the theater, would you be a new lover of Queen? Absolutely. I don't think so. I think so. You this think so? this okay. movie, I, it seems like what their goal was to show like how, how Queen was able to achieve legendary status. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what it seems like the entirety of the movie uh, or one of the corner pieces of the movie is about is just showing like how fantastic they were mm-hmm. as performers and how yes. inspiring their mu- their music was, and and why it caught off, uh, uh, ca- uh, caught on fire so quickly, and and still and the, gets radio play to this day. Yeah, and 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 the passion behind not only the band but why the fans were there and why the fans still built up and built up, even though they are a quirky band that had a, a front a frontman that was uh you know not not you know cookie cutter you know but my question would be like who's seeing this band i mean who's seeing this movie about this band who has not heard any of their music yeah that's the thing like, i think i, think, I mean I think is this nobody. appealing to a new audience like i personally don't think so and but like that's not a bad thing either like everyone knows queen sure, does this like, reveal he- more about them like I know Queen. I love this band, mm. and I'm not learning any more about them than I knew before. Yes. And I wanted to do that. And so, like, I think most of the people seeing this movie are going to really experience something that they really enjoy, and, and, and they're going to have a lot of memories about good songs and good times. However, I don't think anything new is coming from this, and I think that is a shame. Yeah, I, I the, learned I a bit of new stuff. Well, the most positive Maybe, thing I yeah. can say about this, because... I knew, I still do, I, I know, like, background facts about Queen, and, like, virtually none of the stuff was presented in this movie. Or if it was, they didn't focus on it, like, this is an interesting fact that uh. is a thing that happened. Even um, what I just mentioned, like, how, how, how close the time was between him revealing mm. that he had the illness and when he actually yeah. died. Yeah. That was, like, yeah, let, let, and let me- that, that, that's, like, a crazy fact that they, like, they, uh, they didn't gloss over in the movie. They just, did, it was, like... They sh- they should have shown a light on it. That was a perfect right. opportunity to say this is some new stuff which we you might not know, right. and they just moved right past it. The only thing that I I, I I may I learned from this is because I wasn't really of like the age to be fully coherent for the Wembley performance. Mm. Yeah. So it never dawned on me how because he was sick, how poignant that was. Yeah, too. and he mm-hmm. was changing notes and altering uh, his his approach to songs and right. to, and. If you didn't know that's what he was doing, it just sounds like, oh, he's, perfor- he's performing live. It's always going to sound different than it does in the album. But he couldn't hit a high note, so he found a clever way to in- introduce a low note. You know, well, he couldn't like, do okay. a move, so he made it so I'm doing this as, my, as a sit-down performance now, and it's going to be artsy. It's yeah. like, like he worked around that, and that's like that, that really speaks to musicianship. You know, right. and, and to being, a, to being that that's good That's what makes him like, the greatest leading man. He was, he was damn good. Yeah, I want to. Wait, I'm sorry. I don't want to cut you yeah. off. I wanna, just want to go back to the um, the question about whether or not this would um, this would make someone who's not familiar, who's not already a Queen fan, uh, like go see this movie. And the thing I took from it is, I love Queen. I've loved them for years. Yeah. Um, all if my I, life. Yeah. If, all my life. No, nah, not all my life. I'll be honest with you. It wasn't until uh, I was uh, 11 years old. 11. Mm-hmm. Uh no, I was ten years old, uh, and my buddy Igor showed me uh, Wayne's World. Let me borrow his Wayne's World <laughs> oh, yeah. VHS yeah. tape, and I heard them perform Bohemian Rhapsody in the car. Yeah, and I'm like, this is the coolest. What is the song? Yeah. <laughs> and, so and from there on, you know, interviews and, and like uh, somebody said, is like everyone has their uh, Bohemian Rhapsody yeah. memory. Well, that's oh, the yeah. thing like, that's the thing that brought them like, back to a new generation. That, that is and exactly I, true because, like, I'm, I'm like born in 1985. Like, I, you know, I probably heard this in the 90s, like mm-hmm. many, many, many years after the song was recorded. And it's so true. Like, it doesn't matter what age you are, what, what generation you came from, like, what your 
situation is at home like everyone has a bohemian rhapsody memory when mm-hmm. they heard it and like what it meant to them you so know you I, mean? s- I know for me anyways yeah you say you say everyone but like i was watching literally an advert for this movie mm-hmm. and one of the suggested suggested youtube videos that came up with it was actually a guy listening to bohemian rhapsody for the first time and he was you know generation z like he was not that old but mm-hmm. he'd never heard it before mm-hmm. And watching this dude's like face like evolve over the course sure, of the yeah. song was incredible. And so like we do have to remember that like yes, many of us are very familiar with it, but they we can't carte blanche say that everyone. Well, I mean, I and can't, that's why I, I guess uh, that's always why I asked the always question. is the case. You can't speak for everybody. Yeah, yeah but, but I think it's never that like I'm speaking like for the younger generation, the audience. You know what I mean? Which is yeah, so sort of tie it. Back into the movie, yes. <laughs> uh, they did take some liberties with certain things, and one of the ones is with is so they sort of took two different timelines where they have the Freddie Mercury char- as a character that development timeline, uh, which doesn't line up correctly with some of the major events that happen. They didn't in, record most of that music in 1982. I think. A- exactly. <laughs> so, so there are some liberties. I feel like they took liberties with the timeline in order to create a more compelling narrative in order to show character development we'll uh, with Freddie Mercury and sort of give a satis- to tie together a satisfying ending mm-hmm. where with Live Aid which is probably Queen's biggest most important performance and just to to might be it, the greatest performance in the history yeah. of rock and music by the way as just a filmmaking holy crap like they recreated Live Aid yeah. That was phenomenal. Yeah, that was Absolutely wild. They had phenomenal. God knows how many people in that in that stadium. Yeah. And it well, was the same thing they over. did for uh was it um the Lady Gaga movie there. What's that? Oh, um oh, I know what you're talking about. The one with Bradley Cooper. Yeah, yeah. Star Star, thank you, thank you, Tom. But, Tom, but, Tom in. They Tom recreated does, these uh, giant crowds. But that was, that was that was that was some filmmaking magic right there. When I saw the watching that just play out, I'm like, are they gonna go through the entire thing? It wasn't the full, you know, twenty minutes, but it yeah. was a long scene and it was <laughs> Very well executed. Yes, sir, it was. All right, so we're starting to run over time, so let me give my review real quick. Even though I've got my gripes with this, I think, Adam, you're right. It was a very safe movie. I honestly don't think anyone who's not intimately familiar with Queen would go see this because a lot of the movie itself was about how, um, like, and the really focused, that really drove home, like, you know, ham-fisted how certain songs, like the biggest songs, yes. came to light. You know, someone just playing the riff, you know, doom, 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 doom right. which evolved into another mm-hmm. one bites the dust. You know, I want to do something that gets the crowd involved. Hey, try this, guys. Doom, doom, shh, doom, doom. You know, how each of those was built, and they went, like, deep into those right. songs. And if you don't have an attachment to those, you know, it's not going to mesh with you. You know, despite that complaint, I still think, um, despite those complaints, that this was definitely a thumbs-up movie because it's a good concert movie. And sometimes, even though it's a biopic where they didn't give all the inside information I would have liked to see, you know, they still gave you a movie that you can enjoy on the level of it's good music. It's an interesting thing to learn about a band. And maybe if I wasn't familiar with it going in, I would want to know more about these cats if just to hear some more of these tunes. Mm. You know, so I'll give it a thumbs up. It's kind of a soft one, but, you know, it's still one I would recommend people see just on the fact that you get to hear some dope tracks. Right. Great. I won't give it a thumbs up, but I won't give it a thumbs down. So I'm going to kind of like, it, do, you man, know, it, you it's a, you know, I, I know what you're about to say. Yeah. But. You of all people, sir. Come this on. This is a now. movie that's kind of like a half measure. Like I, I know Brian Singer made this, and I don't approve of anything he's doing right now. Um, I don't think he's done anything for me to kind of like measure him by like, that. I want to uh, like assign my name to. However, Queen is such a great band, and I think it deserved a better movie. At, at the same time, I don't think this was a particularly bad movie. You like just like you just said. Like I think this is a. A movie you want to watch where you you like the music, you like what what's going on. I just don't think that explained anything more to them that you didn't already know. So it doesn't make it bad. It doesn't make it great. It just makes it middle of the road. I don't know if that's bad in general, but I would say if I was leaning anyway, it'd be down. But like I don't want to give it a thumbs down. All right, all right. So with the ultimate cop out, now I turned over. <laughs> He's he walks whirly down the street yes. with his brim pulled way down low. Eric, I didn't see it. 
Remember? Oh, yeah. Never mind then. It was beforehand. All right. Well, then. No, you looked he, at me dead in the face and like, you're going to be sad you didn't see it. Yes, I absolutely am. All right. Well, he's just a skinny lad. He never knew no good from bad, but he met every blue-eyed floozy on the way. Yep. Just Johnny. Uh, I gave it a thumbs up. It's, uh, as a movie, it's very entertaining. There is a very clear narrative there. Uh, there's character development. Mm. Uh, there's some fantastic scenes to watch. Uh, there's comedy. There's drama. It, it's got a lot of what you want. As a accurate uh, retelling of the history of Queen, mm. uh, yeah, they take liberties. So if you know that they're that going in, that there's going to be some uh, liberties taken with what the events that actually happen, uh, you know, if you know that beforehand, then you know. It'll be pretty well, but uh, I learned a couple of new things from watches. I'm not, I'm not like a huge like historical know everything about Queen. I just love their music, right. and if you just if you just like their music, you're gonna be really you're gonna really enjoy this. Uh, if as long as you don't scrutinize the the liberties that they take with the story. All right, out of the mouths of malnourished babes themselves. <laughs> all right, this has been the Geek Down here on WEMF Radio. I want to thank you all for joining us for another action-packed, fun-filled show. We talked Monster Loves You. And it was frightening. We talked to the Heathers, and it was fluorescent. We talked Bohemian Rhapsody, and it was funky as all hell. And now, I want to thank you all for joining us. And reminding all, if you heard anything tonight you want to chime in on, hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com and tell us what was good, what was bad, what was happy, what was sad. Tell us about your favorite Queen song, even. And if Please you want, do. Yes. I would love to hear about your favorite Queen song and where you've heard it. I will share all of them with the Please, group. please, please. Tell us stories. Tom, we're going to wrap after the show. Man, I want to get that story about when young Tom first heard Fat Bottom Girls and Ching Ching. It's like, <laughs> it, it did change my life. We'll get into I it next it episode. Oh, all right. I want to remind you all, also, uh, if you're on social media, look us up at, on Facebook at Slash The Geek Down. On Twitter, follow us at The Geek Down. Man, we're on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. Like, subscribe, all that good stuff. You can find us all over the internet. Or just go to the regular website, geek-down.com, and all that good stuff is there right in the About section. Until next week, you can know, also hear us on WM- here on WMFRadio.com. You can tell I've been talking for a while. <laughs> and we'll catch you all after Monday night right here. Same bad time, same bad channel. But until next time, reminding you, be excellent to each other. Peace. Uh-huh. Okay, so what y'all need to do is pay attention to what I'm saying right now. Yeah. Come through Ugly Duck Studios. I just want to let y'all know it's 10% off for all sound museum artists. Salute. You like where I'm about to go? They really set some shit down. Ugly Duck Studios. Yo, about UDS. 155 North Beacon Street, Boston, Massachusetts. 508-259-0956. www.uglyduckstudios.com. If you ready, that's on you. Pino Bros. Inc., Boston's best tattoos, 1100 Cambridge Street, Cambridge, Massachusetts. Check them out at P-I-N-O-Bros-I-N-K.com, where Boston's rock scene puts ink to skin. Listen back to any WEMF broadcast at WEMFradio.com slash podcast. Listen back anytime, anywhere, using your digital database computer why have good music if you can't make it sound good lander.com is the official mastering partner of wemf radio don't wait through the backlog of a mastering house go to lander.com to get your latest track mastered now it makes it easier to get your newest music released today and it's the fastest easiest way to make your music sound great So go to Lander.com today to get mastered and put your tunes in the world's ears.